0: Welcome to the latest Pink Podcast in the Pink Elephant Podcast Series, dedicated to leading the way in IT management best practices. Welcome to To OLA or Not to OLA with Lori Dolan. So they're the domains versus the service. When we start to look at it to, this goes back to what is your customer experiencing, your customers experiencing email, and you know, they call in and say, Email's down, I can't use my email. And hopefully, you've got a service that says, Fine, we're going to take a look at it. They have to figure out is it the PC? Is it the server switches? Is it the wide area network? Is it the gateway? Is it the mainframe? Is it the servers? Where is it? Operational level agreements are in here. It gives them the information they need start to see, let's check the network. Is anybody else calling in? No one else is calling in, so that's probably not the network. So where it helps them to start to understand and who to contact, it also starts that level of escalation. If email's down and I hand this off to my my network operations team and they're holding on to it too long, I need to be able to, from the service desk, who do I need to move it on to next to get this the service up and running? The other thing about putting, if you can measure availability on servers, that's great. If you can measure wide area network levels of service at, what is that, 98%, we have to start looking at each one of these has availability percentages, and we're not always able to measure them. So when we go out, into a service level agreement, even if we've got some group saying I can do 99%, I can do 98%, I can do 97.5, email service availability is really 91.69. You have to measure, you have to multiply those across. And if I'm going to put them, I need to maybe measure these in my operational level agreement. Percentages of availability make sense to IT. Percentages of availability, mean absolutely nothing to most customers. 99% availability, how very nice. If you're if I don't have that 1% availability in my busiest time of the year or day, that's what that's what matters to me. I just need to know the service is available when I need it. And if something happens, I need to be able to be notified. It's basically as simple as that. If they have transactions Measurements that they need to keep and take care of. Then how do you how do you provide that information to them? So I would just caution against if you're going to use percentages, it's your operational level agreements that have the percentages, and that's how maybe the operational level agreements are. Are you providing that level of service you need? Those are your measurements. So content. If you want to look at the type of operational level agreement. What's it covering? Are we covering component? Is it covering a technology domain? Is it a system? What are the services provided? Very clear explanations of those. What is the scope or the description of the technology supported? So all servers, Wintel servers, um, operating systems included in that, So just a very clear description and what are the service and support hours when are you working I'm available you know I work Monday to Friday maybe it's from you know services covered support is covered 7 o'clock till 5 o'clock or 7 till 7 and after that pager support some application development areas are you know Monday to Friday 9 to 5 no pager support just make sure that that's clearly defined Constraints on availability. Maintenance windows affect availability. You Want to know when those maintenance windows are? If emergency changes needed to be made? How do we do that? Who do we need to contact? Um, Are there vendors involved vendor maintenance agreements? Is where your underpinning contracts come into play? And how do they work with your ability to deliver service? Response and resolution. Generally, in your service level agreements, you're going. Once we understand if this is a, you know, mission critical um, application, I think we heard like, am I going to die? Are you going to die? Um, how important is that app? Uh, how important is that service? Is it revenue generating? So if I have something that's really high on that and a priority one comes into play in an incident, I need to know what is the response time, what is the resolution time, according to priorities in my priority model. The only way you can get there is understanding operational level agreements and the levels of service that can be provided. And if you can't meet the performance, then you have to find out why, right? I mean, and then understand why. Sometimes you're going to have to change what levels of service or performance levels either are realistic, Um, Or if more demands are on it, what are the options and what does that mean in terms of what they have to pay for or what has to be done in order to provide the performance levels? The options on performance are going to probably drive a lot of the cost. If you're not charging back, at least they have to understand the cost of providing that performance level. And is the value there? If it's, you know, it takes two seconds versus one second, but it's going to cost them, a million dollars is the value there. So the preparation is just what is what is reasonable in terms of what you can offer as a baseline and what, but if that sub-second response time is required, then what needs to be done? The escalation. So from an operational level of agreements, this is also working with your incident, with your service desk, because as tickets start to go through, If incidents occur, problems occur, they're going through and meeting the criteria on your priority models, but also on what level of service you said you could deliver, the resolution time. If I've said four hours, I need to know, you know, halfway through, whoever's looking at the problem, are you okay? Can we handle this? Can we manage it? Um, A few groups that I've worked with started putting these... They put numbers together, I guess, because it made sense and because they were always in the examples of, like, 15 minutes and four hours. Once the operational groups and IT teams looked at it, they said that it was impossible for certain services to have them up and running in four hours. And that's either because um, they were relying on external vendors who, you know, said, well anywhere from 4 hours to 24 or 48. So they had to adjust. So if you're working on them and you're working on those priority criteria and you see that criteria cannot be met as you start working with these operational level agreements, you may need to reset the expectations on some of these and then have targets and how I move forward and then clear them up and maybe bring them back and see some opportunities. Um, The responsibilities are a part of the the content, making sure that we understand what are the roles and responsibilities within that group, Um, because it does have a signature. It's usually going to be someone, one of the service delivery managers or a manager of a group that's going to sign off on these. Um, Security standards and policies not only are they important within your service level agreements, but this is where you're going to get the information from. So security standards and policies need to be, you need to assure that they are also built into the operation level agreements. Uh, Service continuity plan. This is where having operation level agreements again is critical, fundamental, because it needs to support service continuity plan which supports the business continuity plans. We need to know what needs to be worked on first, second, third. Who needs to be called? It's generally from the operational level agreements you're going to get the contacts and the lists that are going to support your service continuity plans. So we start to see the integrations, the inputs and outputs of what's happening with these operational level agreements and the metrics and reporting. And the metrics and reporting that you're going to outline that you do now or that you can do to provide that information on the targets you're setting, um, again, are gonna be very technical in nature, but are going to also help to support the metrics that you're going to provide to the businesses on the service. Contents, your operational level agreements, what's into them have a big impact on incident management, problem management, change management, you identify who the partners are. Internal service reviews. With your service level managers, your account managers, or business relationship managers, whatever that role is, internally you're going to meet with the service delivery managers or whoever's signing off on some of these operational level agreements on on a regular basis to say, how are we doing? is this working? Have we set realistic expectations and measurements? Because we need to take those measurements for the external reviews with the customer. So your service level manager should be starting to work with them. And it's actually a service level manager or business account manager who you would have as starting your operational level agreements and working internally. Have one of them work with the IT groups to motivate them, to keep them on track, to make sure that the operational level agreements get put in place and get renegotiated and understand the measurements. And put an agreement period on it. We should treat the IT departments just the way we do with our customer base, making sure that you know, we're always in touch with them. How are things going? Um, and do we need to reset anything? There's always new technology coming in. The so one thing that you know, technology does is it changes on a constant basis. If we're able to monitor more, if we're getting new monitoring equipment in, and who's going to sign it. So these aren't, again, they're not contractual agreements, but you need that signature and it's the accountability and somebody, you know, and this is the, this is, this is the hardship they have to get over, is that we need, you need that information. So it's not a disciplinary document, it's a document of understanding. So if you're meeting with resistance and getting these operational level agreements, it's how you're presenting it and making sure that they understand that's all it is. We just need to understand who's doing what, when and how. Sometimes we look at it as just like a service level agreement, put a year on it. But you know, you want to still meet with them. You're meeting with them on a monthly basis to do internal service reviews. Just that kind of respecting it. I mean, it's, it, it may not change. Nothing may change in a year but you just want to make sure you go through and review it. Has something changed? When the organization changes. Thank you for listening to this week's Pink Podcast. Please join us next week for a new podcast session.